the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey there. Greetings. Thanks for being with us here for the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. A beautiful day here in western Pennsylvania. Sun sometimes, sometimes not. Kath, good to see you as Thank well. Thank you. Thank you. Sporting uh, yourself, if you uh, want to see what we look like, and check out the uh, live stream of the if video. The word Pittsburgh is—you'll uh, see us on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. The word Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, we're also streaming on uh, at Odyssey. Can we say that? I'm saying it right now. Okay, sure. You can get our podcast at Odyssey. Where and else can we? Stream? Thirty-nine other platforms. Why did I do that? There's a lot of platforms where you can hear this podcast, but if you want to watch it, you have to watch it on YouTube. I just made a big mistake. Uh oh. I stuck up. I don't know why, Rod. I even think I'm doing that. Put a starburst in my mouth. I just like enthusiastic. Right. I took there was it right one, out. There was one day during um, COVID <clears throat> when we were doing the show, Christy. This is before you came on board. Mm-hmm. And oh. John started spontaneously eating granola. You remember? <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember? And our, our boss texted us like, Stop is, eating. Is someone what are you eating? eating? Is someone you- actually eating in your radio show? I'm in my spare room at home I know. It having was a, a lot. snack. It was a long slog. You and thinking, you know, I'm going to have a little snack there while I'm on the on the radio. Because in the past, heck, I could have had a ham sandwich and nobody would have even know. That's true. Now, yeah, John's we... got this little pile of candy here. Mm-hmm. So what do we have? We have lemon heads, but they're large. They're not actual lemon heads. Nope. Starbursts and Smarties. Right. So, uh, apparently, Kenny Woods brought in a gigantic bag of Halloween candies in the kitchen there. Maybe we'll stop by. So I started telling you this before we went to air. I saw an article uh, two nights ago. The highest content sugar, the, okay, the candies with the highest sugar content mm-hmm. percentage wise, and the candies with the lowest sugar content. Wait, isn't it all like one hundred percent? No, it's not. It's, actually not. <laughs> it's like they're talking about number of grams of sugar. Yeah. Per bar or thing or whatever it is what's the like highest per, per, per gram. the very highest one yeah skittles really? has the highest skittles. sugar content and this is number two starburst yeah and what's the lowest what's the lowest sugar candy pixie sticks oh come on you think that's pure sugar i'm telling you that's what it said really? it was pixie <laughs> sticks and then uh what was the next one up from the bottom you know what was in the bo- so the the bottom five uh candies with the lowest sugar content mm-hmm Snickers were one of them. Lowest. So that's, I, that's why I had three the other night. Healthy eating. I thought, plus it has protein. Yeah. Oh, Snickers. I'm on the Snickers diet. My, oh, you know, second from the bottom hmm. is a, a candy that Christy panned, which I feel the need to defend. Uh-oh. Because I think it is she way does. more noble than she let on the Smarty. The Smarty? The Smarty. Look, right here. Oh, I just right had here. one. This <laughs> is second from the bottom. This is not a bad candy. Like, And you know what I like? What? I like the little sound it makes. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a very nostalgic candy, isn't it? Yeah, not for Christy. What's interesting is, she though. Because that... she went to school and they handed them out all the time and so they're pedestrian now. But because you think candy. Oh, that's good. This is, there's like no, you know, dietary uh, 
guidelines on these. It, yeah, the dietary guideline is don't eat it. Probably. Okay, I have top four. All right. As we always do, we get onto every uh, show, and Kath gives us the news stories of the day. We're trying something. She's trying something new. <laughs> Kath, as you always do, please give us the top four at four. Yeah, it's new. Instead of writing it all out like I've been doing for the last year and a half. I'm so over that. I'm just going to discuss it. Okay, good. That's what I'm going to do. For Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021, the freestyling version of Top 4 at 4. Number one, a U.S. Navy nuclear submarine, John, that was severely damaged in an accident while submerged in the disputed South China Sea last month. What did it hit? Remember? Well, so the, the thing was, did it hit another submarine? Right. That was the big question. Because several people were injured. Nobody had to be taken off the ship, but several um, people who work on the ship and serve on the ship had to be treated medically. Really? So what happened? Well, they announced today that it struck an uncharted underwater mountain. Oh, I love it. Do you? Do you? I don't know. If you I can, mean, that's super cool. I don't know. If uncharted, you love that. undiscovered. Uh-huh. How many places on this world, right? Can you say uncharted, undiscovered? I don't know. That's but super cool. I think the bigger problem is that Beijing claims almost the entire South China Sea. So the fact that uh, Americans had a fast attack nuclear submarine. Oh. In that water is not making people feel good about it. Beijing said today uh, that they were accusing Washington of failing to provide timely and detailed info on the incident, complaining of a, quote, lack of transparency and lack of responsibility. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, you got to hear this. Okay, this is... Wait, <laughs> so I mean, the, wait the, China accusing someone of lack of transparency? I, I'm just saying. I mean, that's... You can fill in, your, fill in your own irony. Uh, Wang Wenbin is the foreign ministry spokesman, and this is what he said, quote, Washington should stop sending warships and military aircraft to provoke trouble and make shows of force. That's what he said. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is just weeks after uh, the U.S. and Britain signed that deal to supply nuclear-powered subs to Australia, right? Right. And just days after China sent all those military airplanes into U.S. Um, into Taiwan's airspace, and of that's course the U.S. Make matters worse anyway. here by piling on. It's <laughs> number two. Asked Monday night, who made him buck President Donald Trump's wishes and certify the results of the 2020 presidential election? Former VP Mike Pence told a group of young conservatives that there were two things. You ready? James Madison and the Bible. That's what he said. Uh, Speaking at a Young America's Foundation event at the University of Iowa, some kid got up and said, asked him the question. And uh, he referred to the oath he took to uphold the Constitution, of course, authored by James Madison. Mm -hmm. He also cited uh, Psalm 15, uh, he who keeps his oath even when it hurts. Uh, Pence is seen, of course, as a GOP candidate for president in 2024. I'm reading here from the Washington Post. He emphasized that he stands by his January decision, saying the only role of the federal government is to open and count the electoral votes that were sent by the states. I understand the disappointment in the election. You might remember I was on the ballot. That's what he said. But you got to be willing to do your duty, he said. And the time may come that some of you are in that position or one like it. And I just have a feeling, based on all the shining faces I see in this room, you're going to be men and women who do your duty in that time as well. Number three. People in the NFL are getting hacked off about the investigation into workplace misconduct at the Washington football team. 
Uh, you might remember the story that prompted John Gruden having to resign I because do. of all of his unsavory emails that came out, where he just sounded like you know an absolute idiot. Anyway, what's happening now? People aren't defending John Gruden, but people are getting angry at the NFL for not releasing that information sooner, for keeping it to themselves, because they've really released very few details about all of that. Right. Um, so the league's owners met in person for the first time since the start of the pandemic in Midtown Manhattan. And while they were meeting, two women who formerly worked for the Washington football team arrived in the lobby to drop off letters to the owners seeking a written report on the investigation's really? findings. And then yesterday, Raiders owner Mark Davis said, I don't know anything about it. Ask the NFL. They've got all the answers. We really don't. He went on to say, I believe if we would have gotten information earlier in the summer when the NFL learned about it, it would have been a lot easier for everyone involved. And number four, a brand new thing happening at Phipps Conservatory there in Oakland. Um, They've got a Garden Railroad Bridges and Tunnels exhibit, which looks terrific. I saw a picture of it today, but here's the big news. The Pittsburgh sinkhole bus is one of the features. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. That is your top four at four. I like it very much. All right. Uh, let's have you away. seen any pictures of this thing at Phipps? I, I have. Isn't doesn't it look great? Did you see the sinkhole? Did you see the bus? Isn't it great? It looks really great. Will it make me want to go to Phipps to see it? Yes. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I'm going to Phipps to see the flowers. Not the well, I'm not bus. saying you should go to Phipps to see the bus, but I think it's charming. It's did you see how they did? Um, uh, what do they call it? Penn, what do they call the old train station now? Penn Station. They call it Penn Station? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it look great? The rotunda. Yeah, it's it really. It looks really Fabulous. cool. When's the last time you read Phipps? Oh, you tried to go. I tried a to go. A couple weeks ago, it didn't pan out. It didn't work out. No, that's too no, bad. Because it closes. I mean, it's... It closes. <laughs> Some places do close. What? Why are you close? I'm just trying to come in. No, I'm sorry, sir. You can't. You just came out. <laughs> All right, fine. All right. Uh, we're open for business. When we do come back, uh, Charlie Camosi is going to talk to us about the culture's denial and obsession with death. All Souls Day. That's, That's straight today. ahead. 101.5 WORD. God blesses everyone. What's the biggest blessing you can imagine this Christmas season? How about having your mortgage or rent paid for 2022? It's possible when you enter the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Sweepstakes. Enter once a day to increase your opportunities to win. See rules and conditions for details. To our Merry Christmas, God bless us. God bless us. Sign up to win now at wordfm.com. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no 
processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 123121. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. This November, it's Todd Delaney, live in Pittsburgh. The Night of Wonders Gospel Concert at Baldwin High School Theater, November 6, 4 p.m. Todd Delaney, along with the Living Spring Mass Choir. Tickets are $25 and available on Eventbrite. Search Night of Wonders. Todd Delaney, live in Pittsburgh, Saturday, November 6, 4 p.m. Baldwin High School Theater. Don't miss it. Brought to you by RCCG Pittsburgh. in a really weird society, don't we? That we, you know, celebrate. I mean, you go on your Netflix queue or Hulu or whatever, it is death, 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 death. I mean, it's everywhere. Well, I, you just watched Squid Game. I, I did. Right? So, that, um, that, and that's, so it's not just American culture. No, it's worldwide culture, right? How are we obsessed and celebrate death? Chris, did you watch Squid Game yet? Not yet. Mm-hmm. Do you want to? I do. It's just... I'm trying to get through every other show before. About yeah, death. I understand. yeah, yeah, because every... she, she's still working on the Golden Girls. <laughs> that is a bit of a whiplash, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Going from the Golden Girls to the Squid Game. Not mm-hmm. many radio shows talk about both back to back. Charles Camothy is with us. Uh, All Souls Day is today, mm-hmm. and uh, here today to talk to us about the denial and obsession with death. Charles is professor of theological and social ethics at Fordham University. His uh, most recent book. Is called Resisting Throwaway Culture, How a Consistent Life Ethic Can Unite a Fractured People. And uh, Charlie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, guys, it's good to be with you. And I just want to say I, I use guys in a gender-inclusive sense. Thank you. God Thank you, because you, I was going to raise some sort of flag and, yeah. call, and call, yeah, it, yeah. call it the patriarchy. Thank you. <laughs> um, that clarity. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. So... All Souls Day. We talked about All Saints Day yesterday, and of course we talked about Halloween the day before. Um, So fill us in. All Souls Day is different in what way? Well, um, Halloween is basically a secular holiday. It used to be called All Hallows Eve, but I think we've kind of lost that aspect of it. You talked yesterday about All Saints Day, which is a little bit self-explanatory, right? Honoring the holy uh, men and women of God throughout time and, and history. Today, um, uh, All Souls Day is explicitly focused on the dead and dying. Even. So, yes, there's been lots of people on social media and even at church talking about, um, you know, intentions for those who have died. I prayed especially for my four grandparents today and for my one of my best friends from high school who died of COVID. And that's an important part of the day. But, but another very important part of the day is just focusing on death itself, which gets to John's um, you know, introduction uh, t- 
to to the segment today. It's a, it's a, it's a countercultural thing to think about the death of others about your own death, right? That's not even though we obsess over it in some sense. Don't we also push it to the side and really don't want to think about it very much, even in religious sure. circles? Um, we kind of do that, right? But today is a day to, to focus on death and what it means for us and for those close to us. Right. Uh, now, Charlie, I'm a fan of uh, Turner Classic movies. And I, and years ago, I made, this observ- <laughs> I made this observation, much to my own peril. I was watching an old movie, and my kids were little, and I said to them, you know what, everybody in that screen is no longer alive. And I was just, you know, making mm-hmm. the point. And then my kids, would, every time they'd see me watching the movie, they'd go, Dad, everybody on that screen's dead. <laughs> I mean, that, talk that about spices, parents of the year. Parents of the year. Spices up watching Meet Me in St. Louis. I'll what, tell you that. What the heck? <laughs> but you do get that, right? I mean, we do live in this weird culture right now. Where what is what's happened to us? What's happened to the world? Where I don't know. Is that any different though than it's been in the past? I, I don't know. We're, look, we're. I think in some ways. Let me answer the question. At least in some ways. And Charlie, you you as well as a medical ethicist. I mean. Death is sterilized right now. We don't see people die in front of us like we used to, right? So there's a big difference there. Yeah, we've talked a little bit about this in the past, especially during the pandemic. And it was kind of a spotlight on how we kind of push people off to the margins to die away from us. And so so we don't have to see the dying process. We continue to imagine ourselves as this youth-worshipping culture. We're never going to get old. I mean, as you just watch the the commercials on YouTube or on TV now, you know, you you got these baby boomers out there saying, you know, still, you know, I'm still the person I was back in the 60s, essentially, you know, because just in total denial of this. But you're right. I mean, I, even the way they, um, and, and I don't know, somebody else knows way more about this than I do, but my sense is, especially the wife who goes on Zillow way, way, way too much, is that houses that were, that were um, like crafted uh, before we started doing this almost seem to be welcoming of death even places where they would you know have uh, wakes right for a body sure. in various places of the house and people would file in not to a funeral home but to a house where the person had died right and um, and so children young adults were exposed to this the reality of death and, and had to think in some way about their own death right in ways that especially young people today i just gave a talk a virtual talk to a high school today and we talked a little bit about this the furthest things from anything, anything from the front of their mind is, is their own death. That's just not the, what their culture is talking them about at all. Quite the opposite. Now, Charlie, it's interesting because um, I remember as a little kid playing little league baseball. So I was probably like eight or nine years old, and shockingly and tragically so, a kid on my team died that summer. Mm-hmm. And they took everybody on that little league team dressed in our little league uniforms to the funeral home to see this this little boy's body. Now they would never, ever, ever consider doing that today. No way, no way. Yeah, in fact, you know, I I worry uh, my own children, who I think we've talked about before. We have a mix of biological and adopted children in our house. I don't think they've ever. I don't think certainly since they've been adopted over here. I don't think they've seen a dead body. Right. It's just not something in real life. Of course, they've played first person shooter games up the wazoo and right. killed millions that way. But um, and watch movies, of course, and TV shows, which have done that. But but I don't I, I think they probably have not seen a dead body in, in all of their time here as a, as 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 our children. And so what's going to happen the first time they're confronted? I mean, when will that be? Um, right. How You know, and and as we discussed with my uh, the students I talked to this morning, you know, I mean, it's a cliche, of course, but if you live your life 
with your death front of your mind, you'd be a very different kind of life, right? And right. it just happens kind of naturally at the end of life, but it should also happen, um, you know, at every stage of our lives, have memento mori, right? Uh, the remembering our own death kind of right there in the front of who we are and how we organize ourselves and think about ourselves. Yes, and because if you would see, if people would witness a, a dead body, a lifeless body in front of you. There is, and not to over-spiritualize this, this is the truth. There is something holy and sacred about mm-hmm. that vessel which is absent the soul of life within within them. Don't you think? I think that's totally right. Actually, this is, even in my doctoral graduate seminars, we talk about bioethics. This is one of my favorite things to talk about. I guess I'm outing myself as being kind of strange, but what is it about a body, a dead body, that is sacred, right? What is, I mean, people all across different traditions, even those who claim to be atheists or agnostic, would get up in arms if a, if a dead body was desecrated, right? But I think it's interesting just to pause on that and think about, well, what would be wrong with desecrating a body? What, what, is the, what is the violation? The person is gone, right? They're not there to be harmed. So there's something incredibly spiritual and something incredibly enchanted, to use a word that um, at least in my circle is used a lot today to talk about the disenchanted culture we have that doesn't really think about these things. I think that's fascinating to think about. What What is this enchanted or spiritual or other kind of similar type word that we use to describe what you just described, which is there's something holy about this. There's something really holy about this. Dr. Charlie Camosi is with us, professor of theological and social ethics at Fordham University. His latest book is Losing Our Dignity, How Secularized Medicine is Undermining Fundamental Human Equality. Um, Charlie, there's a, a video that I saw maybe six, seven years ago that I've never been able to forget. I've talked about it on the show multiple times. And it's a, it's like just from somebody's iPhone. So it's not like a high quality shot or anything like that. But it's a video um, inside a beautiful cathedral. And this cathedral, there's like a, a few seconds where you're just looking at how amazing the cathedral is. It's a shot of the altar, right? So you're looking at the, like the carved stonework and you're looking at the marble and, and the golden candlesticks. I mean, the whole, and the windows, it's just so beautiful. It's just spectacular. And all of a sudden, a stag walks into the church, just wanders mm. in, okay? And I'm telling you, all of a sudden... The church looks like nothing because life is different. I mean, that deer is so magnificent and so huge. And it doesn't even have anything to do with how big or how magnificent it is. It's the fact that it's alive. That's, it's so amazing. So at that moment, I thought, you know what? We can't, when you said that we use the word enchanted, that's the only way that we can kind of use our imaginations to come up with this thing that God has done in giving life to things. Right. And it's, it really is something mad. There's something magical about it. And so, and so the fact that death happens to all living creatures and the fact that what Jesus did assures us of the, of the reversal of it is there's, there's something really like, deeply unspeakably profound about it and and one of the things that's talked about at least in my circles about enchantment and disenchantment is before the uh kind of enlightenment or the secularization of the west enchantment would have been taken for granted it wouldn't have all it wouldn't have been shocking or surprising we wouldn't be talking about what is this thing we feel we look at a at a dead body well of course that's the way we feel about all of all of it right it's all imbued with god's uh grace god's 
uh, presence um, and an, an enchanted feeling um, as a result of it. Angels, demons, the whole thing. It was all enchanted. And, and since we've gotten into modernity, it's almost really hard to find something like that. But maybe one of the remnants is this feeling that, again, so many people across different traditions or have no explicit traditions still feel in some way. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, I mean, there's no answer to this question, right? But how do you shock the consciousness, the social world consciousness, into the sanctity of life? To recognize Mm -hmm. the awe, uh, the majesty of what life is when we are, you know, chest deep in the culture of death? Well, I think it's important, um, you know, the throwaway culture contributes to this, and and so we don't often, and as part of our denial of death or our cultural camouflage around death, is throwaway culture. We just push it off to the side. Maybe the counterculture to that, which I argued for in resisting throwaway culture, that book mentioned, is a culture of encounter, right? So if we can encounter people, accompany people, especially through their last stages of, death, of, of life or is it moving on to the next life, right? Especially young people, I think this is important to do, you know, so that they can see, hey, this is coming for me too. <laughs> And it's coming for my loved ones. And how do I want to live my life in light of that being like a reality that I'm faced with? I don't just brush off either figuratively or literally to the side. Those kind of encounters, I think, are really super important. And we need those encounters more than ever. I mean, again, what are we doing shuffling off our, we talked about this before, but what are we doing shuffling off our loved ones into a, essentially a warehouse of death where they encounter no one, right? Where they die alone or they, you know, lead their last few months of life just completely free of those kinds. That's a lot, Charlie. Well, listen, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no answers to these questions. And, of course, you know, you, in your entire professional career, along with your colleagues, you d- drill down to these into these every day. So uh, we love having you with us. Um, and we don't presuppose it to know any of the answers here that the questions right. are being raised. So thanks, as always, for being with us, just to raise this awareness, to have this, this conversation. Good, sure. Thanks, Charlie. Sorry, we'll do lighter next time. No, no, it's good. <laughs> no, no. Well, it's All Souls Day. <laughs> right. I mean, he's kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. you, you got to do yeah, what it does. Right, exactly. That's Charlie Camosi, <laughs> Losing Our Dignity is his new book, How Secularized Medicine is Undermining Fundamental Human Equality. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Do you pay for your own health insurance? Are you self-employed, a gig worker? Are you a small business owner trying to help your employees find affordable benefits? If so, listen up. My name is Tom Jakobin, and you can save 25 to 50% or more on your monthly premiums and have benefits with first dollar protection on many common outpatient services. That's right, no deductible, no copayments. With many traditional health plans, you're functionally uninsured because of deductibles, copays, and other cost sharing devices that benefit the insurance company, but not you. With New Era Health Plans, you can access doctors, hospitals, and urgent care facilities with our freedom of choice nationwide PPO network, including Washington Hospital, St. Clair, Allegheny General, and UPMC. Call me, Tom Yakupin, 724-228-7187, or visit us online at NewEraHealthPlans.com. Do you have a loved one entering a nursing home? There's a lot at stake. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Depending on your family's long-term care goals, there are important decisions that should be made before a facility is needed. 
Talk to a qualified legal professional today. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we can help your family navigate the complicated Medicaid rules so that you can properly save some or all of your life savings from a long-term care crisis. Before you apply, contact Abernathy and Hagerman at a-h.law. Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign of COVID and the flu, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and are not reliable. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Lung cancer kills more people than breast, colon, and prostate cancers combined. And 80% of those diagnosed with lung cancer never smoked or quit decades ago. If you or someone you know has lung cancer, the Bonnie J. Adario Lung Cancer Foundation can help. Text the word LUNGS to 50555 to help lung cancer patients and to fund the research needed to find a cure for the world's deadliest cancer. Go to lungcancerfoundation.org for more information. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. There will be a freeze. We'll see a nighttime low of 31. Partly sunny and chilly for tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 45. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night. It will remain cold with a low of 29. Thursday, intervals of clouds and sunshine will reach a high Thursday of 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. We're celebrating uh, deviled eggs. It's National Deviled Egg Day. We salute you, deviled eggs. Um, and I very much love one. I'm not a big fan. Christy. Love them. Yep. Do you really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, they're okay. I mean, I can go to town. What? On them. And I always, here's my problem. Every time I even think about a deviled egg, I feel a twinge of guilt. <clears throat> That, because I think my whole life I've wanted to eat more than I felt it was okay to eat at the event, whatever that event was. Because mm-hmm. it takes a while to make them. And usually when people bring deviled eggs, they bring a dozen, which is not enough. Right. I told you this before. I was in a show called The Nerd. Oh, I forgot about this. And yeah. there was, in one scene, a dozen deviled eggs. And I made it a bit every night. For the entirety of the run, I ate a dozen deviled eggs to get a laugh. Just goes to show you how desperate you are. Just to get a laugh. How long was the run? Six weeks. I was 27, 28, but still. Look, I mean, and when you're 27 or 28, I mean. That's still a lot of deviled eggs. Yeah, every night, six days a week. And I'm, oh, I'm sorry, a matinee on Saturday. <laughs> so I had my fill of deviled eggs. That's pretty gross. Yeah. I understand. You have you have <clears throat> yeah. a pass. Right. However, when it comes to me, get, meanwhile, getting back to me. Yeah. Uh, I like this the, the trays that have the little egg-shaped oh. thing, mm. divots. 
I really like that. Yes, that's like high fashion for your yeah. devil. Well, I don't even. I just I like it because it just like I gave it to my niece because she makes really good deviled eggs. I gave it to her for Christmas one yeah. year just to assure her that maybe that I would appreciate it if she filled it. And and did she? Oh yeah, she's filled. I mean, Excellent. multiple times. I've never made them in my whole life. Nice. Hey, speak, I got some egg salad in the uh, fridge. I enjoy. My some wife egg made salad. some. Yeah, mm-hmm. my wife made some really good egg salad. Terrific. During the break, you want to try it? Yeah, I think I will. All right. Coming up next, um, we're going to turn to the Haitian uh, kidnapping. Um, Peter Smith is with us, religion writer for the Associated Press. We'll find out the latest. Um, Maybe questions that all of us want to ask, like who are the kidnappers and what do they want? One hundred one point five WORD. I was sitting there and I seen the ultrasound and I just seen the baby. And at that moment, I wanted to keep the baby. She said, "They go to heartbeat." You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. Should I refinance, or should I just ignore all these annoying commercials? Here's Uncle Ryan. I think of one friend in particular. He refinanced maybe three or four years ago. He got a very good interest rate at the time. And he's like, should I do it again? I don't want to be bothered with the hassle. And I looked into it. He originally, three or four years ago, did a 30-year loan. And with rates coming down over the last couple of years, we actually ended up putting him into a 20-year term. He cut about six or seven years off his mortgage. And his payments stayed identical. Over the long haul, he's saving tens of thousands of dollars. And is it worth it? The answer is every single situation is different. So it's definitely worth it to look into, even if you have refinanced recently. Not only that, it might only take you personally an hour or two worth of work throughout the entire process, and we handle everything else. We are United United Faith Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. Find yourself turning on the news and feeling hopeless. Open borders, spending on crazy, more mandates, lockdowns, inflation, on and on. There is something you can do. Buy from companies that believe what you and I believe. We need to stick together now more than ever. And there's been a company willing to stand with you since 2012. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer broad nationwide coverage using the same towers as all the major carriers. Patriot has plans to fit any budget and their 100% U.S.-based team provides exceptional customer support. More importantly, Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, your constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veterans and first responder heroes. Go to PatriotMobile.com G-O-R-K-A or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code GORKA. Always special discounts for veterans and first responders and for multi-line accounts. Support a company that loves America. PatriotMobile.com slash G-O-R-K-A 972 Patriot. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. I believe that this 
is the 18th day since the kidnapping in Haiti took place. And I've been to Haiti. I think a lot of us, uh, our listeners, of course, have supported ministries in Haiti. So you feel as though, you know, you have some spiritual connection to Haiti and the people there. Well, it, it is shocking what's happened. And the 18 days, hence, initially, like all news stories, there's a lot of coverage. But then it feels as though, whether it's us, you know, we sort of are distracted by other things, or the coverage itself has retracted just a bit. So it's kind of hard to stay on top of this. Peter Smith is with us. Uh, he has been with us in the past from the Post-Gazette. He joins us now as a reporter from the Associated Press. And Peter has written a story recently about this. Peter, welcome to the show. How are you? It's good to be here. Good. How are yeah, you? Yeah, Peter, good. nice to see your face. It's been a long time. Yeah, um, so yeah. let's talk first off about the group um, that the hostages are from. We know they're from an Anabaptist background. Um, so I'm sure a lot of listeners probably may have heard that word but don't know exactly what it means. Can you fill us in? Anabaptist is in the umbrella term for um, Amish, uh, Mennonite, brethren, um, uh, in groups uh, in that tradition, they, um, as, as you know, most people would recognize them as generally dressing more modestly, distinctively uh, different, living more separatist. They would share and do share many of the um, same beliefs as other evangelical Christians on uh, biblical authority, salvation through Jesus, but much more culturally separatist. Um, and the organization that they work with is called Christian Aid Ministries. It's based in Berlin, Ohio, uh, in Holmes County, which is kind of the Amish heartland of uh, Ohio. And they have a worldwide ministry. They are um, particularly active in a few countries, including Haiti, and have been for about 40 years. And they have connections to many other countries as well in terms of sending supplies and mm-hmm. Materials there, but Haiti is one of their places where they are most present. I think what was surprising, Peter, for a lot of people when they first read the reports of this kidnapping is that there was a wide range of ages of the people that were kidnapped. Can you talk about that? I mean, this is not like a traditional, what we would consider, you know, a mission group of uh, adults spending some amount of time. These people are essentially were living in Haiti. Correct. Yeah, they're long term missionaries. They they might uh, not necessarily be career missionaries, but they're going to they're they're going to be there for at least a year or more, uh, working full time. So they have their families with them. So, based on the background of this group, um, the Christian Aid Society, um, you, you've written a piece which I think was really interesting, linking how the people who are still at home are praying for their friends who've been abducted, and how they're praying in accordance with their traditions and what they understand to be a, a way of petition and worship. Can you talk about that? If you read their statements, and you know which are which is on the Christian Aid Ministries website, and you know if you read them on other social media, to the extent that you know, obviously not all of them are on social media because many are uh, very limited in their use of technology on purpose. Okay, but um, you you would not be mistaken if you thought that there are more prayers, or at least as many prayers for the kidnappers as for the their own loved ones. Uh, which is uh, going right back to the, the, the heart of uh, the Anabaptist tradition of, um, you know, they, 
again, part of their being very radically separatist from society is also a belief that, you know, they're not going to raise up arms against any oppressor, um, anyone wishing to do them harm. Yes. The belief is, you know, we're there, you know, if we need to suffer for the cause of the kingdom, we will. And that's, you know, that feeds into a, a lot of the, that informs a lot of the prayers that you see there. Um, continuing to pray for the kidnappers' conversion. Yes. What about the kidnappers? Could you tell us what you know about them? Uh, well, I, I know less about Haiti than, um, but according to my colleagues uh, reporting there, they, it, it's from uh, one of the more notorious gangs in Haiti. Haiti, you know, as as we know, it's, it's just been an awful year there with uh, not just, you know, presidential assassination, terrible earthquake, but also just general um, kind of a breakdown in law and order to where the gangs are quite um, powerful. There have been a lot of kidnappings, mostly of Haitians themselves, and probably for lower amounts of money. Um, this, this This one stood out as unusual for you know not just that there were foreigners you know foreigners have been kidnapped but the large numbers of them that one does stand out but the kidnappings themselves are sadly quite a norm there and there's a lot of frustration on the streets of haiti there have been protests and general strikes fuel is hard to come by um so it's it's a very very difficult time there now Peter Smith is with us. We've known Peter for a long time. He used to be a um, religion reporter for the PG, but now he's moved on and he's writing religion for the Associated Press. The Associated Press. We're talking about the people that were kidnapped in Haiti. John, you said eighteen days ago. Eighteen days. Eighteen yeah. days ago, Peter. You know, I think about uh, these people and I think about the children. How many children are in the group? Just five, I think. If it's five, as young as an infant. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think about that often, and I, I think. If I, if they were people from my church who were serving in Haiti, um, I, I just don't think I would have the spiritual wherewithal and the heart to be offering up prayers on behalf of the captors like they are. And so I guess I want to go back to where we started and that this is part of the Anabaptist tradition. And a lot of times when we talk about Amish people or Mennonite people, they seem like, oh, that's like a weird sect. You know, they're, they're off doing some like cult thing. Um, but certainly um, we learned in, in the Amish school shooting that there was an incredibly strong foundation of faith um, and a strong foundation of community in that. So I guess I, I want to ask you to comment on what we learned in that in that shooting and how it can kind of help us to understand their response to this latest tragedy. It, it helps to um, remember, and I was reminded of this um, in Amish leader recently too, is they um, they believe, you know, of course, in the authority of the Bible, but they really follow the Sermon on the Mount. That is very much their um, their go-to core. That, you know, the Lord's Prayer, they follow very literally, including, you know, if, if you know, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who mm-hmm. sin against us. Um, that is very strongly ingrained and taught in their culture and so when you had the school shooting in nickel mines pennsylvania in 2006 um 
their response very quickly was to, you know, the, the, the shooter took his own life, but to go to the home of the widow and console her and to say, we don't hold it against you and, and to maintain a positive relationship with her. I've seen that in other instances too, where, um, you know, I covered a, a case where a, a trucker was um, just by a moment of carelessness ended up killing um, a whole group of um, Mennonites in a van and himself. And they similarly reached out to the widow and, and embraced her. Um, and, you know, this again goes back to their foundings. They were, um, they were even, they, they came up shortly after the reformation began and they were too radical, even for the, of the Protestants mm-hmm. who, so they kind of got it from both sides back then. And, you know, they are the spiritual and often in cases, literal ancestors of those following the faith today. You can draw a straight line to many families back to the early days of Anabaptism in Europe. Um, they have a book called Martyr's Mirror, which is pretty huge. <laughs> um, but they it's a story of how they are forebears and um and other Christians, like early Christians, but there's lots, like there's stories of hundreds of Anabaptists who were tortured and killed for their faith. Really? The most famous one is of the, the man who was fleeing from a pursuer across a frozen body of water. The pursuer fell through the ice, could have made a clean getaway. Instead, he turned around, helped him out of the water. And for his trouble, he was ended up tortured and executed anyway. And that's kind of considered a model of... Um, of behavior that they they try to emulate um i you know and i should note um that this this um magnanimity of forgiveness is widely admired and understandably so also has its critics who say in you know this is a topic we've spoken on before some years ago but say that you know forgiveness can also be kind of forced on people to sort of reconcile with people who aren't quite ready to reconcile and this actually has some connection to the christian aid ministries itself sadly because um, they had a terrible scandal in haiti just a couple years ago with a um, man who uh, he's now serving time in an ohio prison uh, for sexual abuse in Ohio, but he confessed, according to the judge at his sentencing, he confessed to abusing at least 30 boys in Haiti over a number of years. And at one point, he confessed to a couple of his superiors to misconduct. We don't know the details of exactly what he confessed, but sadly, you know, it fits the pattern of, well, you confess and are reconciled. Well, he went back into ministry for years before he was finally removed and brought to justice I see. so i don't want to sentimentalize the um yeah. you know the, there is a virtue in forgiveness but it also there, there it has its critics as well so peter um you said earlier on our conversation that your source is in haiti so you're talking to some people any idea i mean i'm sure this are very closed conversations but what about 
the viability of these people being released. I mean, I, I know they're asking for for huge sums of money, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, any idea about the, the process of that? Yeah, we we have been told by uh, a government official that they're asking like a million per person, which is um, there, there's some question of whether that included the children or not, um, but it seems quite plausible that that it does. Um, you know, that's everyone has been very, very close to the vest in terms of are there even any negotiations going on? Mm-hmm. Would they pay? We all know the more the compromise. If you pay ransom once, then every how many people are vulnerable to future kidnappings? Right. If you don't pay it, then people's loved ones, their their lives are in danger. Um, so you know we have gotten very little concrete information about what dialogue, if any, has has happened. You know we. I think Christian Aid Ministries has made clear they're open, they're very open to talking, and I assume that they have. And we we do know that U.S. like FBI and other government officials are or have been on the ground in Haiti to help out, but in what capacity um, is is a very good question. All right, that's Peter Smith, the Associated Press. Peter, thanks for joining us yes, on Peter. today's program. Thank you to talk to you again yeah. as well that's peter smith formerly of the post gazette our religion writer now for associated press our prayers are with these people with christian aid ministries yes with their families and as they have requested with the captors i'm into that see that you do not despise one of these little ones for i tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my father in heaven Matthew 18.10 Every day, children and teens will find themselves in the foster care system. Because their parents can't take care of them. Because of abuse or neglect. Through no fault of their own, they'll find themselves scared, angry, alone. But it doesn't have to be that way. As a Christian foster parent for the Bear Foundation, you can open your heart and open your home to a child or teen in need. You can change a life. You can change a life. You can change a life. To learn more about Christian foster care, call the Bear Foundation. Call 412-341-6850. 412-341-6850. On the web at christianfostercare.org. Don't let pests haunt your home this year. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Coming to Pittsburgh this Thursday, the Crowder Milk and Honey Tour. Good God Six Steps Records presents the Milk and Honey Tour, featuring Sean Currents. This Thursday, 8 p.m. at Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder in concert. Tickets and info at druskyentertainment.com. 
Presented by Drusky Entertainment. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Mikey. Oh, we want to go to, uh, to the movie store tonight. Yeah, the C.S. Lewis movie. Yeah, the most reluctant convert. The untold story of C.S. Lewis is uh, going to be in Pittsburgh tomorrow. Is it one night only? It's one day only. Yeah. How could we miss that? Yeah, and uh, it's already sold out. Yeah, I can't see any seats that are available. Guess it's sold well, out. Well, that's kind of disappointing. Hopefully, we can work something out. Maybe I just don't know how to work the website. That could be. No, don't say that. That's that's like <laughs> that's like old person surrender. Maybe I just don't know how to work that. Okay, I <laughs> no, have not reached a certain age. It's like I don't nothing know what to you're see talking here. about because you're you're puppeting that. Nothing to see here. I can't work it. I'll call the kids. The kids will I'm figure not it out the for kids. me. They'll know. They'll know how to do that. I couldn't get tickets, but the kids got tickets for me. No. <laughs> yeah, the kids are able this to. Is, I didn't. This I didn't is know bothersome they, to me. I got the error code, but the kids figured it out. <laughs> You're so weird. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, right? I'm excited to see this film, and now I'm like upset that maybe I'm not going to be able to see it. The kids will see it, not you. That's really that stinks. Anyway, okay, so we're going to see that. No, I'm, we're not. I know I'm finding a way. Okay, I'm finding a way. We're going to see it on Wednesday. Right. That's, That's tomorrow, tomorrow, and we're going to do it. Because I wanted to order tickets two days ago, and you and my husband are like, oh, I, no, I'll wait, think about oh, now, it. Now now I'll think about it. You know you're in trouble. Like You're on the same page as the the husband. Yeah, exactly. My work, my my work husband and my real husband oh. both of them are like, oh, I'll, I'll get back to you. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you, so speaking of movies, though, you saw a movie I'm dying to see. I saw a movie. I went and saw Dune. Tell me about it. Oh, listen. It, don't tell me too much about it, though. I won't tell you hardly anything. Okay. Because here's the deal. Um, Had you read the book? No. But did my, you know any of the world? Well, my wife, when I when I was dating my wife, you know, we're talking about it. She's like. And you like Dune, right? And I was like, I have never read it. I have no desire. My wife has probably read it several times. Okay. I just, you know, it just wasn't on my radar. I just, uh, anyway, knowing that the new movie was coming out, I quickly, like sort of out of the corner of my eye, I don't want to read, there's a movie that I want to see, I don't want to read about it. I just kind of want to walk in cold. I know enough to go that looks interesting to me. So I read, all I read was, you don't have to know the book to enjoy the movie. Okay. And I went, and uh, it's two and a half hours long. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I love the movie. My wife, we were both enthralled. You know, we often do this. We sat there until you see the last of the credits roll by, and then the lights come on. 
That's how much we loved it. We're looking at, you know, special effects animation in Taiwan. You know, that crew. And that crew, absolutely, I loved it. I mean, it's a beautiful film. It's very spare. Not a lot of dialogue. You don't have to know. If you got teenagers, they they could see it. Did you do the 3D option? I did do the 3D. Did you? Is that weird? There's an IMAX version and a 3D option. The only reason we did the 3D option was because there were less people in the theater. Mm. And we thought, I don't want to sit shoulder to shoulder for two and a half hours with a bunch of people. So there were maybe 30 people in the theater. And we loved it. And I had those little 3D glasses. They were super cool. It added to the movie. Wow. It really did. So highly recommended. Okay. All right. Yeah. So if we can't see C.S. Lewis, maybe we'll see Dune. I already saw it. Kids have figured out. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. House Minority Whip Steve Scalise says Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Democrats remain in disarray over moving ahead on the Biden budget. Five different times she's promised a vote, and I would project that today she will blow through that deadline as well because they don't have the votes. Pelosi reportedly told Democrats at a morning caucus meeting she would start the process for a flow vote as soon as Thursday. Political analyst Larry Sabato at the University of Virginia Center for Politics says the outcome of the Virginia gubernatorial race could be a bellwether for the midterm election. If the race goes to the Republican, and it might, or even if the race is close, and it almost certainly will be, Republicans will take heart in that and will project this forward, rightly or wrongly, to November 2022, when a third of the Senate, the whole House of Representatives, and 36 governorships are on the ballot. This is SRN News. If you owe the IRS back taxes, then get ready to pay up. The IRS has giant private collection agencies actively tracking down folks who owe the IRS. So if you think dodging them was stressful in the past, it's going to get a whole lot tougher. Optima Tax Relief has this advice. Don't wait. Solve your tax problems now before it's too late. Optima Tax Relief works to stop the demand letters, stop the aggressive collection actions, and stop the IRS collectors from targeting you. Ask Optima about the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands, and nobody knows this program better than they do. Optima is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and they get results, having resolved over a billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get a fresh start. Call today for your free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows 
R Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939. Any supplier can drop a box outside your door. But if you want a partner who delivers great customer service too, rely on Cintas. Your dedicated service reps can deliver what you need to help your business run smoothly. From essential cleaning products to hygienically cleaned apparel, fire protection services to first aid and safety supplies. That service you can't get from a box. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. There will be a freeze. We'll see a nighttime low of 31. Partly sunny and chilly for tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 45. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night. It will remain cold with a low of 29. Thursday, intervals of clouds and sunshine will reach a high Thursday of 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Would you say, Kath, that you are an optimistic or a pessimistic person? Optimistic. Optimistic. Would you? Would you? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get it out. You can't wow. even get it out. You can't even get it out of your mouth. You can't even bother. Do you feel like I'm an optimistic person, John? I would say you are. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the weird thing. I would say generally, just generally, people are more pessimistic than optimistic. I would say that. Okay. But I'm reading a piece from Study Finds, which is a site that I follow, that their headline is, Pessimism Prevails? Question mark. Study cast doubt on theory that people are naturally optimistic. Now, in this article, they say people have blamed, quote, irrational optimism bias, end quote, for any number of issues over the years, including financial crises, sure. climate change. I'll be able to pay for it. It'll be fine. Well, that's just magical thinking. Oh, it's the same. It's irrational optimism bias. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I think people tend I. Uh, do you think I'm more pessimistic or optimistic? Oh, I would say pessimistic. I would John. say so too. Mm-hmm. And I try, you know, I yeah, it's a, I, it's I a natural. Think, I just think I, it's kind of how we're arranged. Fight against it, but right. But what they're saying is that Darkness. the I, that in large part, their 
study finds, yes. to quote the website name, mm-hmm. that people are kind of putting their head in the sand. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't say it's, you're right. That's an excellent point. So it's not necessarily optimism, it's just blindness. Yeah. Or it's just kind of, I don't want to acknowledge it. I'd rather not. So, you know, the, the mortgage crisis, you find, a, you find a house that you really like, you're in love with it. You find a car that you like. We can make this work. You're really in love with it. I can definitely make this yeah, work. Right. You know, I can, this will be, you know what? It'll be fine. We got this figured out. I'm sure five years from now, I'll be making more money anyway. Right. Don't worry about it. Yes. I want that. I, you know, really, people say, well, I deserve that. What do you, I mean. <clears throat> and advertising, of course, jumps all over that. You right. you know, ev- everything about advertising is you deserve this. Mm-hmm. From It's about time that we're going to start seeing the uh, TV ads with the car with the Christmas bow around it. No, no. Things have changed, though. I, I wonder about this because, you know, I don't have a car right now. I'm, I'm without a car. And that's a whole other story, but I don't want to get into that. But there's, they keep on saying sure there are no be. cars that are available right now. Now, when you drive, oh, so maybe by, this will be the first Christmas we won't be treated to that ridiculous advertising. I believe that car advertising is down on the whole because there's not a whole lot of product to share. So right. why spend money yeah, if I don't have a whole lot of product? Yeah, on if I don't have a whole lot of stock. Right. Okay. Well, I'd be glad because that makes me mad every year. I think it's an accurate ad. Wait, wait. So, the, oh, I know what you're saying. So, the the couple comes down in their well coiffed uh, pajamas and robes, yes, and their hair is perfectly yes. matted in place, yes, f- fresh and sparkling breath, uh-huh. and then they run outside where there's lightly snow falling on the ground, and there's an SUV which is perfectly packaged in a beautiful red bow. Oh, for me, yeah. I, uh, I didn't even know, and you took out a $70,000 loan to buy the Lexus I love you, honey. Meanwhile, I'm going to divorce you. Right. (laughs) So that happens after the advertisement ends. Oh, oh. But that's the the irrational, optimistic thing. Okay. What about when it comes to your children? Do you feel like you're optimistic? Always. 100%. Okay, that's interesting that you flip around. No. I mean, like, like... I'm always like, you know, aren't you a big cheerleader for your kids? Hey, come on, man. Boom. You know you got this, right? Okay, so you're not pessimistic all the time. I'm not saying I'm Eeyore, you know, but, you know, just to myself. And I used to be, I think I used to be, I don't know. Oh, no, you've reached I do. I think it's true. I think the older you get, the at least, and I battle against it. I think I generally, look, I. Few people pack up their bags and go. I mean, people people who pack up their bags and say, "I'm leaving the comfort of what I know and I'm headed for a dream." That's the ultimate in optimism. It is right. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I got this. That brass ring is out there, and I'm going to build it. I've got confidence in myself to dr- you know make that work. Right. That's that's optimism. Yeah. You get your dreams get crushed enough over a period of time. You go. Well, I didn't need to do that. <laughs> right, that might have been a little pretty misplaced. I, okay, so you feel I like cried you were a lot. You feel like you were more optimistic when you were younger. Oh, without a doubt, a hundred percent. Again, you just get beat up enough. You go, well, okay, I'm not going to do that now. Christy Stockdale, producer, are you an optimist or a pessimist? She's optimistic. I like to call myself a realist. Realist. That wasn't one of the options, but no. go ahead. Um, I like to think that I'm an optimist, but I'm probably, I'm probably not. No, you're here because of your optimism. You applied for a job because you thought that you had the capabilities and the skill set to do that, and you ascended. That's the ultimate in optimism. Yeah. That's the American can-do spirit, right? This country's built on that attitude. Your response, Christy. 
I like the response. It sounds good. But okay. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> oh, you don't, I, mean, I don't have one. But you don't think it's like, true for you? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. What uh, do you think? Do you think that you naturally are? I am naturally I, an optimist. I would say so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. yeah. 100%. And I feel like, I mean, I don't, I, I with what, with, with the, the promises of God, why would we not be? Uh, right. I get that 100%. Why would we not be? And why, when life is so hard, would we waste time be imagining the worst scenario? Well, no, look, because you can see where the country is right now. Where you, go, where you do go, and I, of course I do this as well, and I think everybody, you nod your head and you go, it's all rigged. Right. It's rigged. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you, know, you fight against that and you go, I see it. I see it. I know it. In my heart of hearts, I see it. And I go, yep. that's just, it's a load of crap. And you, uh, you cannot help So when you're not... looking at, you, you think that when you're looking at government, when you're looking at institutions, when at you're whatever. looking at employment, corporations. Anything. My car situation. Right, right. It's all, oh. It's, and that, I think, has perhaps reached epidemic proportions. Without I think a doubt. that is uh, emblematic of our distrust in institutions that has gotten us to the point where we don't trust anything. Everything's rigged. And so we're going to go in a corner and watch But at the same time, game. you brought this up with our kids. We want, we want our kids to embrace optimism. To embrace right. so, so even the reality if, of so things even could if, be better. Even if you feel pessimistic for yourself, yep. you don't want your kids to no, be that way. No, no. Well, here's the thing. I bet your kids don't want you to be that way either. Dang it. Oh, oh boy. Just... What I tune into this show for? <laughs> Coming up next. Uh, Reverend Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills is with us. Five ways, John, of being the people of God. You know those commands, one another, like love one another? We're going to talk about them next. Right. <laughs> 101.5 WORD. She was giving me the ultrasound and she turned on the sound and my baby had a heartbeat. I have a baby inside of me. You've heard that seeing is believing. That's certainly true when it comes to pregnancies. It's been shown that abortion-minded women who see their babies on an ultrasound are likely to have that baby. Today, you can provide a free ultrasound for a pregnant woman for just $28, the cost to save the life of a baby. So whether you want to save one or five or hundreds of babies, Word FM and Preborn are here to help. Call today, 833-850-BABY, or go to wordfm.com. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. Matthew 18.10 Every day, children and teens will find themselves in the foster care system. Because their parents can't take care of them. Because of abuse or neglect. Through no fault of their own, they'll find themselves... Scared. Angry. Alone. But it doesn't have to be that way. As a Christian foster parent for the Bear Foundation, you can open your heart and open your home to a child or teen in need. You can change a life. You can change a life. You can change your life. To learn more about Christian foster care, call the Bear Foundation. Call 412-341-6850. 412-341-6850. On the web at christianfostercare.org. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Remember those old-fashioned holidays when the pace was slower and the food all tasted like grandma had been cooking all day just for you? You know what? She probably did. 
You know what else? At the Springhouse in 84, we still cook all day long just for you. So even though your life is filled with running, we can make sure that you still enjoy an old-fashioned holiday. Call the Springhouse now to order fresh turkeys. Not frozen, mind you, fresh. The only kind Grandma used. The aroma of a turkey roasting in your oven will fill the house with promises of what's to come. Let us prepare side vegetable dishes like Aunt Emma's breaded broccoli, sweet potato pie, or even real mashed potatoes. And don't you forget to order the dinner rolls and, of course, our own homemade pumpkin pies or even apple crumb. They seem to be the favorites this year. Call 228-3339 now and let us help you enjoy a real old-fashioned holiday. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When I think about the words one another, I think about um, Bruce Bickle, oh, Bruce Bickle, who was is a good friend of mine and John's, and um, he was the interim teaching pastor at my church uh, for several years, and he talked about the one another commands, and I have to say, before he had labeled them that, I'm not saying he's the first Christian to ever label them that, but in my sphere, in my life of listening to teachers, he was the first person to me who labeled them that, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden... It was like they jumped out at me. I couldn't believe how many of them there were. And I just felt like I had, I just was completely ignorant of some extremely essential element of Christian community life. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's a good point. Terry, Tim is with us, Christ Community Church to the South Hills, where he is the pastor. Terry's here with us to talk about five ways of being the people of God, the New Testament, one another. Hey, Terry. Hi, John. Hi, Kathy. It's good to hear your voices. You yeah, well, you too, Tara. So this one another thing, I confess that I had just never, you know, break, broken it down or thought of it that way, but it, it just, it kind of changes everything. That, that was such a great lead in, and, and Bruce is such a faithful teacher oh. of God's Word and has such insight. I mean, he's influenced so many people in, yeah. in the greater Pittsburgh area and beyond, and, uh, you know, there are actually, I think, there's over 100 New Testament one another's. Wow. So there's a lot of them. I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it, that one another, it's such a innocent word. It's a word, you know, a little phrase that we can just pass over. And yet, if you slow your reading down and you see the, the weight and the significance of these biblical, and most of them are actually commands, they're not suggestions. They are actually exhortations from, you know, the, the Gospels and, and all the New Testament letters. It's a particular way of living, a particular culture that, that God wants his people to embody, and we've got to pay attention to them. So let's talk about the first one that pops to your mind. Yeah, so uh, so we talk in our church about these five ways of being and and they really are they kind of go to the core not so much of 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 doing and i think a lot of christianity we focus on things that we should do and that's really important but they need to start from kind of a a ground of being and so the first one i i love this is is to be accepting be accepting 
The Apostle Paul says we are to accept one another as Christ has accepted us. Now, I, this is important at all time, in all culture, cultures, and in all places of history, but I, I think about the contentiousness that we have in our culture right now, uh, particularly even in the church, right? And, and, and the New Testament says we are fundamentally called to accept others as Christ has accepted us. And so, you know, work backwards around that one another. How has Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, how has he accepted me? And that, that's, that's the essence of the gospel, right? I mean, Jesus accepts me for who I am in my brokenness, in my rebellion, in my unknowing, in my wacky thinking about things. Jesus has a place for me, and Jesus says, I accept you as you are. Jesus always has that, that posture of openness toward other people. And do, do I have, do we have that same kind of posture towards people who we may not agree with and they may not agree with us? People that we may think are strange and odd and different, people who don't have their acts all together. Are we willing to accept them the way that Jesus Christ has accepted us? No. That's that's that's. But that's foundational to, to the way we are to operate within the body of Christ. Right. And the answer, of course, to that is a resounding no, right? I mean, we can't, we can't <laughs> accept ourselves, let alone our neighbors or our family. It's really hard. It's, it's really hard. And, and part of, the, I think, the, you know, the, the confusion even in, in the body here is uh, that sometimes we equate acceptance with agreement or affirmation. And that, and they're not the same. I can accept you, and I can still fundamentally disagree with you, or dis- disagree with, or, or, or don't approve of some dimension of your lifestyle, or your thought process, or your theology, or lack thereof. Christ meets me where I am, and we have to be willing to meet people where they are. And so, how do we how do we live in that tension of like I accept you as Christ has accepted me, but that doesn't mean I'm signing off on everything that you think, do, or say, and 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 that's a big one. There's a lot of pushback around that around that space. Yeah, and it also I think probably means that if someone says one thing we disagree with, we don't write them off as being in the wrong camp. And, I mean, we're all keeping score these days, we right? We are. It's, it's, Everybody is. it's really sick. Right, right. Yeah. And we've, we've, got to, we've got to let let some of that go. And it doesn't mean we let go of our own convictions or our own beliefs or our own, you know, value of what we know to be right and true. But it's a starting point to just say, I'm I, – I, you know, I heard somebody say this once, and it really changed my life. He said, you've never locked eyes with someone who does not bear the image of God. Mm. And, and I mean, that, that's so simple and profound, right? But we know it's true. Like, yep. every person is an image bearer. And if I see them first as an image bearer, not what they do or what they say or what they think or don't think, but I see them as somebody who is deeply loved by God, yes. somebody who bears the image of God, that's a, that's a very different starting place. So we are called to accept one another as Christ has accepted us. 
That's good, Terry. Please continue on. Give us another one, another. Yeah, so so another one is, is is to be hospitable. Be hospitable to one another. Be welcoming. And, and this one, I mean, typically, you know, in church world, when we think about hospitality, you know, we think of coffee and donuts, fellowship after worship, a meal, you know. And and all of those things are, are good and nice, and I and I appreciate those. But the word hospitality in in the New Testament that the writers use is a is a potent word. It's made up of two Greek words that are there's a mashup of these two Greek words, philo, which is one of the words for love, Philadelphia, Philadelphia, this the city of brotherly love, philo, and xenia, stranger. So hospitality at its at its root is the love of the stranger. Also, oh, okay, that's that? not so. That's not the same thing as inviting. Like I, when I think of hospitality, I think of I'm going to invite a friend from church over for but, dinner. But that's not that's not really doesn't get at the essence that, of the word. That does not get at the essence of the word. And again, there's nothing wrong with inviting you know a good friend over for a meal. But biblical hospitality goes way deeper than that. Another word that is kind of the opposite of that philoxenia is xenophobia, right? The fear of the stranger or the other. And that one, I think, animates us, unfortunately, more than a love of the stranger or the other. And again, think about this. How has God welcomed me? How has God extended hospitality to, to you? We are the God is holy, and we are the ultimate other, right? We are not like God. We are not holy like God is. But God creates a space in the very life of God. And again, I'm going to use the hospitality metaphor. God says, there's a seat at the table for you, Terry. It's right here. You are so different from me, but I'm welcoming you. So hospitality is the willingness to create space in our life for somebody who doesn't maybe normally belong there. And again, I think this one is really important in our culture. We, we like to label people as other or different, and then that allows us to keep them at arm's length. Mm-hmm. And the biblical commandment is, no, no, no. It's not to fear the other. It's not to despise the other. It's always to welcome the other. And, 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 you know, this New Testament one, one another of hospitality is rooted in the Old Testament, where God always says to God's people, like, make a space for the refugee, for the stranger, for the sojourner, for the alien. Welcome them into your midst. Invite them to the table. So that, that's, that's another New Testament, again, not suggestion, but a command love of the other, the, the stranger, the one who's different from us. I mean, it's a real challenge. it is a challenge. When you hear these things, you go, of course, this is, this is basic biblical truth. This is Jesus teaching, but somehow we've turned it on its head and we've made it uh, angry and political. Yeah. And, and again, I, I would just, you know, I suggested to my church, there's, there's simple ways to, to practice hospitality, like learn people's names. Like, we, we live in such a, you know, anonymous culture. People, I mean, you know, the people that you, you pass by on the street, they won't even make eye contact with you, right? right? Head down, whatever. Like, how do we just begin to, like, make eye contact with people, to greet people, to learn people's names, 
Like that's a starting point. Like when you, when you, you know, when you ask somebody what their name is or you introduce yourself and then you remember their name the next time around, that's a small thing, but that's a significant thing because again, it affirms someone in their humanity and says, this person is creating some space in their life for me. Again, we're not holding them at arm's distance. We're inviting them into the, the, the spaciousness of our, of our own life. And we got to start with simple, you know, small acts of hospitality. That's, that's good. That's where it begins. And, we, and then we can, you know, we can build life upon that. That's good. Terry Tim with us. He's the pastor of Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Okay, we probably have time for one more, Terry, so hit us. So, so I mean, the, the, the number one New Testament, one another. So we're 53 times in the New Testament. You could probably guess what it is. All the listeners probably know it's love, love one another. Mm-hmm. Love one another. That is the predominant way that we are called by Christ and by all the apostles to live in the body of Christ. It is a deep, sacrificial way of life that is committed to the well-being of others. And again, it's, it's so primal to the gospel and yet so hard to embody. The kind of love that, you know, the, the Apostle John in First John says, we love be- because we have first been loved by God, right? God is the initiator, and we respond to God's love by not only loving God, but by, by making that love tangible and expressing that love in flesh and blood ways to the people that we live with and learn with and serve with and worship with and play with day in and day out. And so we've got to anchor our lives around how has God loved me? Who has, who has demonstrated God's love to me in tangible ways? And who are the people in my sphere, my sphere of concern, my circle of influence that God is calling me this week to tangibly express love? And I just, I, I challenge all of our listeners right now just to ask that question, God, how have I experienced your love? Who's made that manifest in flesh and blood? And where are you calling me to go out into the world, into the church, into my workplace, into my school, and make, like, incarnate the love of Christ? That's our challenge. And that's, that's how we are called to be the people of God. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church at the South Hills. Terry, a couple seconds left. Tell us about the church. Yeah, so our church, uh, we, uh, we meet at Independence Middle School on Bethel Church Road in Bethel Park, Pennsylvania at 10 o'clock. And uh, we, we are intentionally building this. We, we gather in a school building on Sundays for our worship, but we really feel called of God to live out these five ways of being in all of those places that were scattered on Monday through Saturday. So we love to worship on Sundays, but we, uh, we really seek to, to live out the, the mission of Christ in the world day in and day out. And that's kind of the heartbeat of, of Christ Community Church, this church that I love and I pastor. Mm. Terry, you do a good job. I mean, you bear the image of Christ wherever you go. So thanks for that. Oh, thank you, John, and thank you, Kathy. Hope it's to good see you to, soon, good to be together with you. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. me too. Yep. Terry Tim, Christ Community Church at the South Hills. We love them. Uh, check out Christ Community Church and 
That's a fine, fine pastor right there. Coming up next, does this make sense? Coming to Pittsburgh this Thursday, the Crowder Milk and Honey Tour. Six Steps Records presents the Milk and Honey Tour featuring Sean Currents. This Thursday, 8 p.m. at Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder in concert. Tickets and info at druskyentertainment.com. Presented by Drusky Entertainment. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Hi, we're Katie and Ryland Weber, the founders of Convive Coffee. For more than five years, the heart of Convive has been to serve our community by sharing life and great coffee together. Sourcing beans from around the world, Convive Coffee samples and roasts right here in Pittsburgh. Come visit your local Convive Cafe at Adam's Shops in Mars, McCandless Crossing, and Butler Street in Lawrenceville. We hope to see you soon at Convive Coffee. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Have you or someone you know been diagnosed with cancer? Then you are not alone. At Courage Through Cancer Ministries, we understand how devastating and life-changing a cancer diagnosis and journey can be. And it is our prayer that through our ministry efforts, you find hope, courage, and strength both now and for each new day. Our toll-free number is 1-855-6-COURAGE and our website, CourageThroughCancer.com. Mainly clear skies expected for tonight. There will be a freeze. We'll see a nighttime low of 31. Partly sunny and chilly for tomorrow. Tomorrow's high, 45. Mostly cloudy skies tomorrow night. It will remain cold with a low of 29. Thursday, intervals of clouds and sunshine will reach a high Thursday of 45. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. No, does this make sense? Just what makes sense? A doorbell. <laughs> we don't have a doorbell. We don't have a doorbell. 
Uh, so does it make sense? <laughs> I'm just thinking about my house. Like, you know. How far away could you be where you wouldn't hear somebody no, knock on the door? I don't need a doorbell. You know what? I, like the ring. Okay, so you must have had a doorbell at one point because every house had a doorbell at one point, right? No, this house does not have a doorbell. Really? See, my house has a doorbell, but it just doesn't work. No, there is no doorbell on this house. Hmm. No. So it doesn't, I mean, I don't need a doorbell. It doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, do I? No. I mean, if somebody wants me that bad, they'll hang out and wait. It doesn't make sense. Okay. All right. Does it make sense to you? I don't think it does, but I, I've been contemplating It's refined. It. Ding, ding. Boom, boom. Our old house. Our old house had I, a doorbell. Really? Did Did you like that sound? Did that, that was annoying. It was annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it just annoyed me. Oh, who wants all oh, the doorbell? Right. Now, it's just someone out there shuffling their feet on the doorstep. I don't mind that at all. I don't think I'm, I think I'm coming. I don't think it makes sense. I mean, if you live in a mansion... Yeah, I guess it makes sense because uh, boom, boom. But I think in in my size house, John, doesn't in your size it. house, mm-hmm. I, just I'm gonna, call me. I'm going to say no. It doesn't make sense. Right. <clears throat> okay. Good. Doorbells don't make sense. Does this make sense? The storage facility. Oh. I mean, yeah. every every time you see new construction now. Yep. They used to be building. They used to be build office towers. Now nobody goes to work. Now they're building. Sto- I, I can't tell you how many storage facilities are within like two square miles of where I live. Mm-hmm. What what happened to us? Why do we have all this stuff? And you know what would be a good test is if you had a storage facility, you have to write down what's in it. Oh. Try to remember what's in it. Uh, who's got the extra cash? I have, a, I have a friend who has a storage locker. Yeah, has no, no idea. Not, it's, like it's, it's, it's a storage unit. Yeah. And she and her husband go there, she said, every six months or so. She said it's like Christmas. They go and oh. pick out stuff that they didn't remember they had. See, you're spending hundreds of dollars a month to store stuff you don't even remember that you had? Mm-hmm. What a waste. I don't know. I guess for some people it fills a need. I'm not trying to dump on anybody's want or need for a storage facility. For me, it doesn't make sense. It does, just doesn't. Speaking of someone who has a pod in their driveway. Oh, right. Well, but that's only temporary. Yeah. Um, I will have to come down on the same side and say, I don't, it doesn't oh, make listen, sense. We're like, no doorknob, no storage thing. 101.5 WORD. I won! I won! Yes! And we want you to win, too. So sign up to receive our contests and sweepstakes update. Each Friday, you can see new opportunities to win. We regularly give out prizes from books, music, and merchandise to household items, even vacation trips or car payments. Stay up on all the fun. Subscribe to our contests and sweepstakes update, mailed each Friday. Sign up today at wordfm.com slash subscribe. Is your prostate waking you up more often than your alarm clock? The fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart. Visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You've all helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. 
And Mike has a great offer for word listeners on his standard My Pillows. You'll receive a standard My Pillow regularly $69.98, now only $19.98. You'll also receive deep discounts on all My Pillow products such as My Pillow towels, mattress topper, My Slippers and so much more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard My Pillow for just 19.98 or call 800 391-0954. Use promo code WORD. MyPillow is made in the USA, comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 800 391 McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Don't let pests haunt your home this year. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? BoozBugStoppers at BoozBugStoppers.com. Follow uh, Ryan Burge, who's been with us on the show over the last several months or so. What, what would you say? Uh, He's a social scientist, professor, social uh, scientist. and a pastor also, both half and half. Heavily into stats, right? Numbers. Yeah, a lot of social scientists do a lot of, you know, data mapping. He's also a pastor. Right. So he, he tweeted something the other day here, which really I think is fascinating about the state of American religion in 2021. He Trying says to get a handle on where, like what the breakdown is. Right. Who we are. Who we are. Who, you know, um, if you were looking at America, you'd say, okay, there are evangelicals, quote unquote, there are Roman Catholics, there are Muslims, Muslims, Mormons, nuns, N O N E S. There's. Right. Who's got a place at the table, right? Who, who the, identifies the themselves? The faith picture in the country. Right. So. Excuse me. This is interesting. He says this. If American religion in 2021 was represented by 200 people, this is how it would break down. 69 Protestants at the table of 200 people. Wow. Okay. It's a lot of people. That's more than I thought. Me too. 69 of those people of the 200 would be Protestants. 45 of those 200 would be nothing in particular. You're kidding me. Wait a minute. 69 Wait. Protestants okay. out of is 200 that, people. Is that the largest group, the Protestants? Uh, yes. I'm going I'm going downward. Okay, you're going downward. So right. 69 Protestants, how many nuns? 45, Four. nothing in particular. Okay. Okay. 36 Catholics. Okay. This is on. 14 something else. Wiccans, maybe? Um, 
Okay, right? so they wouldn't say that they're in right. a faith I'm group. something else. Okay. Twelve atheists. Eleven agnostics. Mm-hmm. Four Jews. Wow. Three LDS. Okay. Three Mormons. Two Muslims. Two Buddhists. One Orthodox. Not quite sure what you would say. Orthodox Christian. Okay. One Orthodox and the 200th person at that table, one Hindu. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so picturing, I'm picturing my church sanctuary just because it's a large room. Yeah. Not because it's necessarily a worship space, but just thinking about a large room of 200 people. And imagining it like that is interesting. So 69 of the people sitting in the center section, in the center section would be Protestants. Right. 45 nuns, N-O-N-E-S. People who... Believe nothing in particular. Thirty-six Roman Catholics. Mm -hmm. Fourteen something else. That's a very high number of something else. Wait, so that is um, spiritual but not religious? I guess so. Or I think Wiccan is probably a good description, or psychic, or you know, um, unicorn lover. Yeah, something like that. That you right. Um, But but. Yeah, but there are more of those than there are Jews in America. Mormons, Muslims. How can, that be? how can there be? How can forty-five of those people believe nothing in particular, and there are only four Jews in the room, or two Muslims? When we think about the political, I mean, you know, this yeah. happens around nine eleven or whatever. Uh, you would think that you know that there would be Muslims like a plenty. Mm-hmm. But just two at the table and three Mormons. Now, we don't live anywhere near Utah. You live in Salt Lake City. or It's a different story. Right, right. I mean, that's – there's a Church of Latter-day Saints right here in Green Tree. Sure. Which I I have driven by 5,000 times. Right. And never once knew it it was there. I don't even know what that says. It's just – is it my lack of attention or there's just the property set back? You know what would be fascinating mm. is if we could do this same breakdown for Pittsburgh. Oh, that would because love it would to be very different. Oh, to- because the majority <clears throat> would be Catholic, without a doubt. And although maybe not, maybe I wonder now. I, you know, there was a time I bet you seven or eight out of ten would ascribe right. to, to maybe. I don't yeah, know. that's a good question. I wonder how. I wonder Things what that's. Changed. I wonder what that's like now. So, but certainly. Roman Catholics and Jews much higher representation in, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh than they than these numbers that in are, Jews are reflecting really, that are I reflecting mean, national. I'm not sure about no. Jews. Certainly in you know in the Squirrel Hill neighborhood. Oh, I bet I bet that number's way higher in Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah, I sure hope it is. But yeah. Also, but the the big uh, numbers that jump out at me though are the nuns at 45 out of 200. And the something else at fourteen, right. out of so if you're looking at uh, you know there are three times as many people in America 
who say that they are spiritual, but not religious, maybe Wiccan, psychic or whatever, there are three times as many of those people than there are Jews in America. Which is wild to even consider that. Because often the – and I would say, you know, you and I, especially here in these seats, how many times have we talked about Jews or Muslims over the last decade plus? A lot. Exactly. Right? And you would think – I don't know. It's an – what does that say? Is there an outsized influence, at least from the way that we track and talk about uh, religion? Uh, because you would have to say, whether it's well, Jews, Mormons, Muslims, that they, they are – and I'm no disrespect is meant here, that they are, by comparison, fringe. Yeah, for certain, and certainly numerically. But no disrespect. Okay, of course, I mean, of course not. But I think, so why do we talk about that? So I would say that probably our conversation, John, is we're in a major metropolitan city. And uh, major metropolitan cities are going to include more Jewish people and more Muslim people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, right. Have you ever been to, okay, so other, uh, a Unitarian is something else. I guess that, yeah, okay. Right? Yeah. So obviously you've been to a Protestant service. Mm-hmm. Obviously you've been to a nothing in particular gathering. That's daily. <laughs> it's like I, go, a steal- I, go, I go to one of those all the time. It's funny, if this was Pittsburgh, you'd think Steeler would be on there. <laughs> right, it's not. <laughs> Have you been to a Catholic Mass? Yes, many times. Um, have you been to a synagogue for a service? I've been to a synagogue. I don't know. I've never Not been to a synagogue service. for a service, huh? I've been to a funeral. Have you been to a Mormon service? Never. Neither have I. A Muslim service? I have. Um, you haven't been to one in America though, right? Was it here in America? I've been to both. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever, have I ever been to Muslim service. I don't think I have. I know I haven't been in one here. I was just thinking when I was traveling. I don't think I have. Have you ever been? To, what What would a Buddhist ceremony look like? I wonder. I have no idea. An Orthodox? Yeah, Father Tom. Been to his church. A Hindu service? Never. I have. I've been to a Buddhist temple. For a visit. For a visit. Just to see the architecture, essentially. For a day. Right. Not for, you know, any length of time. And I'm not even sure what Buddhist worship is like. Yeah, right on 22. In Monroeville. Sure. Hindu temple. Yeah. Well, it just goes to look at that. Here's you and I, and we talk about religion all day, every day. For our job. And we have limited experience with Hindus Mm -hmm. or Buddhists or Muslims or Mormons or Jews. So that that means that seems to indicate that we have a lot to fix. We have to do ourselves a disservice, and it's not born out of fear. Or no, you know ignorance. what it's you know what it's born out of is just time. It's just lack of time, and it, it's just the way it is. Look, I mean, you showed up at Tom Soroka's and Bill Glaze's church, and I was impressed by that. Yeah. I haven't even done that, right. and those are Christians, right? What about um, tell me friends that you have who are atheist or agnostic or nuns? Do you have yeah, how, yeah, do. how much? I yeah. do. I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, friends and or family members. Mm-hmm. Um, hardcore atheists. Boy, that's a tough nut to crack, isn't it? Um, I've had conversations with friends and family that are atheists and 
it doesn't end well. It is as, as, as much as I would like it to. It, it, it becomes angry or I don't know. Sad, I, I guess. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not like, you know, Superman evangelist, but I, I, I do need to push into that about someone who is an atheist. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I want to be the, like, like our last guest said, Terry, I want to show the light of Christ. I want to be that, right? I right. want to be accepting, but not in agreement. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, one of the things we said years ago when we started this show is that uh, it didn't, we would welcome anyone as a guest on the show who was of any different faith group. It's just we needed to make it clear that we were Christians. Right. And so over the years, we've had Muslim student groups on the show. Atheists. We've had, we have, you know, long-time relationships with some rabbis here in Pittsburgh. Um, we've had people from Roman Catholic faith, from the Orthodox faith. Um, we've had Mormons on the show. What, you know, what what happens to you when you attend, like, you know, like, you've heard this, the uh, interdenominational service? Like the non-denominational service? Or yeah. you mean the ecumenical service? The ecumenical services. I well, mean, I don't know how, how many ecumenical services are there. You mean just as far as organizations go? People gather, you know, well, you know, non Oh, like the things we've done that are that are just like citywide type Right, like of for drawing. Tree of Life yes, and things. Yes, sure. Oh, yeah. Or the, or the prayer breakfast or does those that, sorts Does that of leave things? you wanting? Um, no, I don't think it leaves me wanting. No, I like, I like the interchange of, of talking with people who believe different things. Me too. What I'm afraid of is people not talking about what they believe. And that's what I feel like we're, we've, I think is more of a danger. I think oftentimes whenever that conversation comes up and there is something like that, you get sort of top thin layer of belief and you really don't drill down deeply into the core beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so then it just kind of feels like everything's soft and Yeah, mushy. but that's because people are trying not to be divisive. That's right? it. it. That's the problem. A, and it's a one-night thing where we're... Right. You know, I don't we're, want to offend anybody. Right, where you and I are included in, you know, a faith leader event in the city. And so no one wants to make anybody angry or right. get too deeply into anything. But I, no, I think those things are important. I mean, I like no, that I, idea. I, they're important, but you know, I don't th- know if you necessarily gain. I don't know any, either. You know, theological would, I think you have to. You would have to be committed to something long term, right. To really get what you're talking about. Wouldn't it be interesting if like people traded point. people off? Yeah, like we'll take a couple. Right. We'll take a couple. You know, Mormons. We're trading you. Yeah, right. The, <laughs> I got traded. You, we're trading you. The trade to, deadlines today, isn't it? In the NFL. Okay, you're now on the the Buddhist team. Okay. And um, we're going to cut right. you. Just hope you. You're looking for the for the next. Uh, we'll take three. What first would that be like? I mean, would, would you trade me for three? Please send me be first round draft picks. Oh, you're definitely first round. Thank you. But what would that be like if you showed up on a Sunday or whatever, a Saturday, and you now were going to explore that faith community, be part of that life? Attention Americans 65 and older. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 has begun. This is the only time to change your Medicare Advantage plan for a whole year. And Smart Match Insurance is here to help. Do you currently have a copay? What about a high deductible? Do you pay extra for dental and vision? Are your out-of-pocket expenses just too high? If you answered yes to any of these, you should call Smart Match. Smart Match is like having a personal Medicare consultant who can help you find plans which include $0 copays, 
$0 deductibles, even $0 premiums, plus dental and vision coverage for no additional cost. Having the wrong Medicare plan can cost you thousands. SmartMatch makes it easy to find the right one with their free, smart, and unbiased help. If you find a plan you like, they can even enroll you on the spot. The Medicare annual enrollment period for 2022 and soon. The service is free with no obligation, so call SmartMatch today. Call 800-871-1592. That's 800-871-1592. 800-871-1592. We all know health care costs are through the roof, but having insurance to back you up in uncertain times provides a sense of security to us, right? I'm Kathy Emmons, and about a year ago, I lost my sense of security when I lost my health insurance. It was a sudden thing, a COVID-era adjustment they had to make, my husband's employer said. But all of a sudden, after decades of being covered by the same people, I was on my own. But it turns out, not on my own. You know I've advertised for Todd Marley at Marley Financial for years now. I've loved the sound of what they offer to individuals and small businesses, but all at once I had to depend on them for my own health insurance. And wow, have they come through. From Todd, who took the time to explain all the options, to Carrie, who has walked through literally every bit of paperwork I've had, Marley Financial has been there for me. So if you're looking for a group of people who will be there for you, think Marley Financial. Find them online, marleyfg.com or at 724-884-1496. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. We're talking about going to the, uh, the movie tour, right? Yeah, the new C.S. Lewis film. Right. Um, we're efforting those tickets, right? We're trying. Right. Okay, so... Um, in town this week, I'm seeing the uh, PG's uh, Best Pittsburgh Concerts this week. Los Lobos is in town this week. Yeah. Uh, tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, I know you love them. I do love Los Lobos. Yeah. Do you? I saw them one time. They uh, it, they opened for you, too. Uh, when... Now they're Mr. Smalls. What happened there? Well, I They've mean, they were, they were, yeah, and they were never a huge band. Well, they opened for you, too. I mean... Yeah, but, you know, when... It's sometimes in those like mega uh, right. acts, the people who are opening are just you know they got a, a good arrangement with a record deal and they're trying to promote them. Okay, uh, Thursday night at uh, Carnegie uh, of Homestead, uh, Three Dog Night. Can't stand that band. What joy to the oh, world? Oh, I hate that. I, listen, if Mama I never told hear that me not again, to come. I just, I just can't. I mean, Three Dog Night. I mean, you know, as when I was a kid, that was you know one of the bands. Uh, Dennis Quaid is in town. As, to do a movie? No. Listen to this. Like Mark Wahlberg, Kiefer Sutherland, and Billy Bob Thornton, Dennis Quaid is also a singer-songwriter. What? 
the star of such films as The Rookie, The Day After Tomorrow, and The Parent Trap. Do you even know who Dennis Quaid is? No, she does. Okay. Uh, brings his mix of rock and country to Jurgles. All right. All right. Uh, Saturday, Georgia on my mind. They'll combine a Ray Charles tribute. Okay. And uh, what else? Oh, hey, um, Crowder's coming, right? Crowder's yes, coming. Yes, he is. That's I Thursday know. night, I believe. I love Crowder. Me too. Listen, that's a great, He's one of our favorite great, people. great show. We have so much fun when we talk to him. He we is hang. fabulous. He's just a he wonderful. He is the real he, he deal really is. in every conceivable Absolutely way. love him. Absolutely love him. Hey, I've got two celebrity birthdays for you, John. Okay. All right. We're going to do these fast. All right. uh, it's David Schwimmer's birthday. Ross from Friends, Ross Keller, and uh, Katie Lang. Oh, it's Katie Lang's birthday. Yes, it is. Jeez. Uh, David Schwimmer. How David old is Schwimmer David Schwimmer is today? Uh, 52. 55? 55. Uh, Katie Lang is? Katie Lang. I'm not sure about Katie Lang. She's 60. Yes. Hey! Hey, very good. That was just a guess. I had no, that was no cultural sort of hook there. <laughs> David Schwimmer is 55. Yep. All right. I mean, imagine Did you doing... love Friends, Christy? Love Friends. Of course really? you do. Yes, me too. I got no connect. I have no connection to Friends. I don't think I've ever seen a episode. What? Never. Never once. I have no idea. Oh, John. Have a great night. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.